Uplifting. Last day, when was the last time you learned? I think between uh, Yom Kippur and Sukkot was our last year. So hopefully everyone had a, an incredible amount of Aliyah during the month of Sukkot, Aliyah during Simchas HaTorah. And now Baruch Hashem, we find ourselves in the, uh, in the long stretch. The long stretch between now and Hanukkah. But the truth is, although the winter months set in, the temperature gets a little bit cold. We have the incredible schuz to warm ourselves. 
by the fire of Torah. So we're going to pick up Emir Hashem today on page 17. We are, we are right on schedule in, uh, in, in the learning of this Sefer. Perfect. We said we were going to finish the Bay Shvat. And we are, we are right, right on target. Right on target to, uh, to meet that goal. So, also, so we're picking up... Which, I don't have to say which Shvat, it doesn't matter which Shvat, this Shvat, next Shvat. So, say, so we're picking up on page 17, the paragraph that begins, Ze Eker HaChisarim. So if you remember again, I'll say just to reorient ourselves a little bit, first of all, tremendous Yashikach to Reb Tzvi for the beautiful spread tonight. Well, what, do we, what do we have tonight? Chalab Shitz and... Uh, what is that? The usual... and... Uh, and Martin Orthodox Chalant. Good, okay. Yes, special, special. Tonight's specials. Yeah. Maybe a chalkboard, a chalkboard. Yeah, yeah. All right, and uh, thank you. Who sponsored today? Pinchas Levine. Right. Try to remember his name. Bernie. Barak Vizhokoslavsky. And Steve. And Steve. Thank you, Reb Pinchas. Thank you, Baruch Fischel. Thank you, Reb Steve. So, both I remember again, the Piazetsna has been focused on. Has been focused on. Oh, Sevi. You like him? You like him about the skyline over here? Okay. Our guy, he's just trying to eat his chili and peas. It's like just no one bothered me for seven minutes. I got it. I got it. All right. So I say, so remember again, the Piazetsna has been focusing on this incredible yisod of reaching this level of mach Remember again, I will say just the kind of, the, the beautiful part of this limud is although we've been doing this for weeks. It summarizes very quickly, right? The goal says the Piaget. Now, what's the goal? The goal is to be like Bonim and not be like Avodim. The goal is to serve a Kodesh Baruch Hu, but not as a servant who serves at a distance, but rather to go ahead and serve as a son who serves in close proximity. That's the goal. But in order to do that, how, how, how do we make that happen? So the Piaget says it requires God awareness. How does one create God awareness? How does one create God awareness? So the Piazetzna says that comes from Machshavatova. That comes from the ability to use one's mind, to use one's imagination, to be able to connect with that Kodesh Baruch Hu. Now, before we even get into how we do that, the Piazetzna says, so again, the Piazetzna says, how do you do that? Remember again, what's step one in Machshavatova? Amuna Pshuta. Amuna Pshuta, simple Amuna. The problem says the Piazetzna that we run into is that we're used to using the mind to imagine gashmi, physical things. We're not used to the mind as being an instrument for the imagination of the spiritual. So because of that, our ability to use our machshava, see, if you tell me, like, what is machshava for? How much money do I have to make, right? What do I want to buy? Where do I want to go on vacation? So where, what do I want to wear? That, that's, that, if you, that's what machshava is focused on. But now the Piaget's not saying that machshava has to be used to somehow create this sense of connection, this God awareness. The Piaget says again, problem number one that we run into is that often our machshava, just our thoughts and imagination, are fundamentally tethered, are fundamentally t- connected to the Olam Agashim, to the world of the physical. So let's pick up with this again. Piazetzna says, you know, the Lashon of is so profound. What's the challenge? 
The challenge is I cannot go ahead and elevate my thought to a level of to the level of purity of thought without without it being rooted in the physical. In other words, belit sir vidimion gufni means without imagining something physical. We're going to talk about this more as the night goes on, but this is part of our problem with imagining a Kaddish Baruch Hu also, because imagination, thought, always lapses or always, always kind of reverts back to the physical. So my, what's my difficulty with imagining a Kaddish Baruch Hu? What's my difficulty? My difficulty is that Kaddish Baruch Hu is not physical. So in my mind's eye, in my mind's eye, I, Azrael, you have enough ice. You have more than enough ice in there. It's enough already. It's enough. Actually, Jeez, next year I'm not putting on ice. Are you storing meat? Come on. Right? Uh, enough. So, for, 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 for next time we're getting a sponsor, if anyone wants to invest in those non-melting ice balls, that, that, that's what we are going with from now on. Okay, good. That's, uh, if you come to the share three weeks straight, you get your own ice ball. That's, uh, that's the way it works. Good. Great. So, so again, I actually tell you, I have nightmares about ice after this year. I, I, I dream about ice. It's, uh, so, 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 so the, so the Piazetna says as follows. So the Piazetna writes, he says that we are unable, we are unable to simply go ahead and imagine anything divorced from the physical. What do we think about? What do we think about, right? We think about physical things, right? That, 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 that's what our koach of imagination is used for. And outside of the physical, we, we don't think about anything, right? We don't think, in other words, we think about other stuff. I will say, but think about this just in a moment. If somebody were to ask you, when was the last time you used your imagination for something spiritual? For something spiritual, so the truth is, I use my imagination of sometimes, you know, you have like a stressful day, so you imagine like a getaway somewhere, right? Where, where, where am I going to go on vacation? Where am I going to go on vacation, right? Where am I, I, I can imagine, right? I can see, I can see the, the empty beach, right? I can see the quiet flight. I can see, I can see all of this in my mind. But when have I ever used my imagination for something ruchni? He goes isn't on, that, Ube- Isn't that supposed to be davening? Though? I'm sorry? Isn't davening the essence of davening, the ability to imagine something? But what, 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 what are you imagining? I mean, what, when you, I mean, what, when you, when you, at the beginning of Shmanesh, you have to think about a Kaj Baku, what's the, what, what, what are you, Rebecca, what are you imagining? I mean, what's in your mind's eye? Oh, boy. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not judging. I'm saying, you're, you're right, you're 100% right. But if you ask a person, and we're going to get to this, you, you are 100% right. The word of, of awesomeness and, 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 you know, creation and, and, and the Kaj Baku shleeped over. So over what? Good. Give. Good. By the way, you sound. You, you sound like, like a rub. You sound like a rub. You sing a lot of stuff. But get to the answer, right? Like, I'm saying. Like, so what? Right. So here, that that's what's interesting because in general, in every other area of life, when you imagine something, you have an image. You have an image, right? Again, vacation is a good one because I think a lot of times we imagine vacation or going on vacation, right? So I have in my mind's eye like what that, what that relaxing weekend looks like, wherever, wherever it is that you're going. It's interesting. So you're, you're saying interesting, which is you could imagine Elokos, imagine Bria. Am I imagining an image of creation? Am I imagining the letters Aleph, Talid, Nun, Yud? What is it that I'm imagining? So like, if you ask me to imagine what my weekend in Eretz Yisrael looks like, 
I could conjure up that image in a second. In a second. Why? Why can I conjure it up in a second? Because it's physical reality. And physical reality, I know. You ask me to conjure up a spiritual image? It's esoteric. It's, it's esoteric. In other words, you could do it, like if you ask me, conjure up a, a, a physical image of what it's going to look like when Mashiach comes. See, even then, I could conjure up an image of what? What do you think it means? Right, of, of a base hamik, it's physical things. The challenge, says the Piagetzna, is using that same, what he calls koach on the power of imagination for Ruchmius. But you're 100% on target. He's going to, well, let's, let's go a little bit this This line, I've come to as the reason why we go so slow in the Sefer, is because every week the Piagetzna has like a line. That is such a profound formulation of ideas. Do you need more sheets? We have plenty. Right? Every, every single Piaget that comes up with like a formulation that is just so look, look at this. So look what he writes. He says, it's not the pshat that I'm unable to use my imagination for spiritual purposes. That, that, that's not what it means. It's only he. Get ready for this. Rakivan Shebedaito Shal Adam Yesh Koach Mevaker. I will say, by the way, one of the hard things about the Sefer is the Piazetzny uses words that you will not find in other Sfarim. Like, look, look at this phrase. In the, in, the, in the mind of a person, there's a koach mevaker. Well, so you, know how, you know how mevaker translates? As a filter. A mevaker is a filter. I will say, this is absolutely profound. Says the Piazetzny, the mind has a filter. Or I think probably even the better word for filter is what? Sieve. A sieve or a lens. I don't know if it's a good a word, prism, but just, maybe? I'm sorry? A prism or no? Like a prism, yeah. A prism, a lens. Of, so the word literally means, <coughs> the word mavaki literally means filter. What he means is the mind processes things in a certain way. Actually, what does a filter do? Whatever you want to call it, a filter, a prism. What, what does it do? What does it do? So information comes in, and then what happens? Then what happens? It changes it. it. Say, by the way, on, on the most simple level, most simple level, you know, often in life we have people with whom we've had very negative interactions. Very negative interactions. I will say, what happens when that person says, how, good morning, how are you doing to you? Right? What, what, let's say that. What, what happens when that person says that to you? What happens? What does he want? That was very fast of them, right? Is everything all right? Everything okay? We'll talk after Sheer. We'll talk after Sheer. So I'll say, so it's an incredible thing. It's an incredible thing. Because I have an association. I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy. Because he's wrong. He's done all this kind of stuff. So no matter what, he, he's just saying, good morning, how are you? Maybe he's even trying to be nice. doesn't make a difference. Like, I, I have a filter. And I will say, by the way, that's why, interestingly enough, there's not necessarily just one filter. In other words, a person can have multiple filters for different people, for different situations, and for different circumstances, right? There are people who have gone through trauma and are triggered by different things, right? So what happens? I, I endure a trauma, and when something happens, there's a filter through which I see. Someone else sees it as totally innocuous, nothing, and for me, I'm totally triggered. For me, I'm totally triggered. And I was like, it's so profound. So the PhD is not, he's not, he's not, he's not talking about trauma. He's not... He's just saying the way the mind works is there's a filter. And everything you process in your mind comes through that filter. 
And therefore we'll say, what does the filter do? And here's what's incredible. What does the filter do? And we'll say, this is so profound. What does the filter do? The first thing the filter does is, the filter ingests information within a certain framework. And if the piece of information that's coming in does not fit in the framework, what does the filter do? What does the filter do? It rejects it. I have to tell you, this, this, is, this is so profound. The filter rejects it. Jose, look what he writes. I just, I just want to point out, the PhD that didn't have a degree in anything, right? Except he just had a degree in Yerah Shamaim, right? And Amkos Shal Torah. That's what, he, that's what he had a degree in. And it's absolutely incredible to see just the, the deep, the depth of his thought and what he understood just out of human nature. Look what he writes over here. Kimo Shiroem, this is incredible. Kimo Shiroem, Children, children, what happens to children's imagination, right? It totally runs wild. Totally runs wild, right? Children's imagination, right? I think I once, I think I once told you this, Maisa, a number of years ago. I met with, uh, I'm, I'm definitely told you this, Maisa, but it's worth repeating because it, it, I um, met with parents who came to me to be young parents. They're very concerned about their child. So I said, what's, what's wrong? And the mother, in all seriousness, said, um, my son says he wants to be a washing machine. My son wants to be a washing machine. And like, he's fixated on the washing machine. And we tell him, like, no matter how many times you tell him, you know, Shefala, like, you, you can't be a washing machine. Right? You're, you're a person that's... I mean, she's like, and he, he's adamant. The kid is adamant. And he's infatuated with washing machines. He sits there just like... Dun, 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 dun. In other words, yeah, he, he, he can't get enough washing machines. And it was, you know, the parents are all worked up because they think there's something wrong with their kid. Right? So I, I tried to like de-escalate just a little bit. I said, first of all, your child clearly has a neshama tahora. Because what does your child want? Child wants cleanliness. Child, uh, maybe he's a Lamed Vavnik. You know, maybe all, all he wants is to be clean and to make other things clean. I said, Godless. I said, Godless. I don't know if that's true or not. But I said, Lamaisa, don't worry about it. Don't, in other words, part of the beauty of children is that they could imagine the impossible. Why can they imagine the impossible? Why can they imagine the impossible? Why? Because there's no filter yet. Because there's no filter. Because at the end of the day, you see, I was saying, the part about our filter that we sometimes forget is the filter doesn't just filter. The filter narrows, right? The filter attaches itself to a framework of reality. This is reality. This is reality. So if when the information or idea comes in, if it's not filtered through that established framework, it's simply rejected. It's simply rejected. The whole beauty of children is that there's no filter or... Maybe there is a filter, but the framework is so much bigger so that even the impossible becomes possible. I'll say he gives such a beautiful example over here. He says, for example, Lamashal, Sheyav Biknafayim. I'll say, I think every child, I think every child has this, has this imagination or has this dream of flying. I'll say it's such an incredible idea, right? Before, before the imagination becomes constricted, all I want to do is fly. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Because what does flight represent? What does flight represent? Freedom. freedom. Now, by the way, it represents actually a couple of things. And it's not just simple freedom. Flight represents an ability <coughs> for me to extricate myself from one set of circumstances. And by the way, David HaMelech says it. Mi'yitain li ever kayona va'ufa. David HaMelech says, if only I were to have the wings of a dove, that I would be able to fly. Everybody dreams of flight. The difference just is children actually believe that they can do it, right? Adults, when was the last time you had a dream about flying? I, I don't mean business class, right? I, 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 mean, I, mean, right? I mean, like, when, when was the last time you had a dream just about, like, flying? <laughs> dream about flying, right? Whoever had a dream about flying. So the Mexican says the Piaget's not, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. Because the adult filter says this is impossible, says this is impossible, and therefore fundamentally wholly and totally rejects it. He goes on. So he goes on. He says, So therefore as a person gets older, and therefore the filter becomes stronger, It's such a heartbreaking statement. As we get older, and the filter becomes stronger, we no longer imagine flying. And I will say, isn't that true on so many levels? Right? When we're young, we're going to accomplish everything. I'm going to take flight. I'm going to do, I'm going to this, and I can fly, and I can do anything, get anywhere. And as we get older, we simply stop thinking about flying altogether. I don't dream about it. I don't imagine it. I don't conjure it up. Nothing. Why, says the Piagetzna? Because the filter is so constricted. Because all the filter sees is what I've established in my narrow framework of possibilities. He goes on. I think it's both. I, I, think, I think reality is the filter through which you see things. Right? The, the reality is the filter. Is the, I'm, just, I'm using the word filter only because the Piagetsna uses that word. But I think, yes, he's talking about the reality, the framework or reality that you create. That is your filter through which you see everything. Correct. A child doesn't have that reality. The truth is, a child often doesn't have any firm reality, which is part of the beauty of childhood. Everything is possible. Everything is possible. So the Piagetsna goes on, he says, He goes on, And therefore an adult, an adult whose filter has become even stronger, there's no such thought of imagination, of, of flight that's coming through his mind. Because I will say, this is incredible. As we get older, what is our filter? What is our reality based on? What we're able to see, observe, and understand. Right? If I could see it, observe it, and understand it, then it's reality. Anything else, anything else is not reality. It's not reality. That, that's how adult filters are. We'll say, again, that's why, if you think about it, if you want to distill it down to the core, the fundamental difference between adults and children is imagination. <coughs> children have wild imaginations because their reality, their filter is not constrained by anything. As we get older and we think we become smarter, so our reality filter is based on what we could see, understand, and explain. And if I can't see it, understand it, or explain it, I reject it. I reject it. He goes on, and therefore any thought, any thought 
that doesn't fit into my reality framework, that doesn't fit into my reality filter, ultimately is chased away. And I will say, here's what's interesting. You know, if you think about it, by the way, it's kind of like, um, kind of like a spam filter. You know, if you have a good spam filter on your email, so what happens? What happens? It blocks stuff before it even comes to you. So sometimes we create this kind of filter that there are thoughts that never even get a chance like to take root in my mind because the filter is so strong that it just prevents it from coming in. So a lot of these thoughts, you're both saying, it's not the shot that like I'm imagining things and rejecting those things, right? What is the PhD that's saying? I'm sorry, I'm not imagining or rejecting. What am I doing? What am I doing? All right, I'm not even imagining. And by the way, I'm not even actively preventing anything. It's, it's almost like there's like a firewall. Like it's, it's, it's just set up. There's just this filter that just rejects all of these things that don't fit into my life framework. He goes on, he Because the filter has become so intense. And the filter has such control over the mind of the person. This is incredible. Sometimes the filter is so strong that it simply rejects. It rejects any thought that it perceives as being unreal or forged. And I will say, you see this, by the way. Well, we'll go back to it a little bit. He says, Va'ish eno magish es See, I will say, if you ask a person, do you see the world through your reality filter? Nine out of ten people will say, no. of course not. I see, I'm a realist. I see the world for what it is. I have panoramic vision. I'm able to see things for what they are. I, I, don't, I don't have a reality filter. So the Piaget says, here's the problem, right? Person doesn't even know he has a filter. So I will say, this is incredible. So remember again, let, let's circle back for just a moment. The whole you sold over here is to use our imagination to somehow create God awareness. And what the Piaget is highlighting over here is, do you know why this is so difficult? It's so difficult because whether we realize it or not, either we've conditioned ourselves or we've been conditioned to process the world through our reality filter. And our reality filter is often based on what does it allow in? Things that I can understand, see, and perceive. But if I can't, the reality filter rejects it and it never even comes to, I think I'm incapable of having these thoughts. In reality, these thoughts have been coming, but they haven't even had a chance to take root because they're just repelled by the reality filter. We shouldn't be rejecting God because we can't see, explain, or understand it either. But, but, we, don't, we don't reject God, we just don't understand. But I want to point see. out, now you begin to understand, by the way, I'm going to come full circle in just a moment, but this is why the Piagetzna said that the first step in all of this is a munapshuta. Right? Because what's Amunapshuta? What's Amunapshuta? I believe in Akadish Baruch But you can't see him? Okay. See, what, what Amunapshuta really requires is a certain rejection or repudiation of the reality filter. Right? In other words, that like, I'm almost like setting it aside for just a moment. So that, you're right. The reality filter does reject God, which, which, is, why, which is why it's so fascinating how sometimes the more like intellectual we become, the less, the less, the more difficult it is to have a true connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is, a, which is an interesting idea. You see it all the time. I'm sorry? You see it all the time in the world. All the intellectuals reject God. As is, uh, right, and, and by the way, I, I think even a Yiddish guy, it, it, it's not an accident, right? It's not, it's not happenstance 
that you see unfolding in the Jewish community, the pendulum is swinging towards Hasidus, towards, I'm not even going to call it the more esoteric, because I don't think it's esoteric. I think it's actually simpler things. Simpler things. There's, there's a thirst. There's a thirst just for a simple, basic connection. Don't give me lundus. Don't give me lundus. Don't give me a million and one chakiras and this or that. There's a stage for that where it's good. But ultimately, again, as we get older, the truth is I, I, I yearn for simplicity more than anything. Just give me, just give me a munapshuta. Because as you get older, I realize like I'm blocking out all of these necessary things through my reality filter. Whereas what I really have to figure out is either how to shut off the filter, how to move the filter, how to disable the filter, so that these simple thoughts of God awareness have the ability to enter my mind. But we're jumping ahead. We're jumping ahead. He says like this: Viato Leinyan Didan Lo Shein B'Chamach Shav Nekia Menetzim Agufnim. So therefore, again, going back for just a moment, says the Piazetsna, because, excuse me, because the reality filter really only sees things that are rooted in the physical world, right? Only sees things that appeal to the senses. Therefore, ultimately, again, it rejects everything else. The reality filter goes ahead and chases away any of these spiritual images or thoughts. So a lot of times what we think is, like when we're learning this, it all sounds so beautiful, and I think to myself, I'm not that guy. Like Rabbi Yaakov said, of course, I'm supposed to envision spirituality. And then if you ask me like, what that means, I have absolutely no idea. Absolutely no idea. So we assume that because I have no idea, this must mean that this is a concept that is foreign to me, and that is removed from me. And says the Piagetzna, that's not true. It's just that the filter has been repelling these thoughts my whole life. I had it in childhood. I had it in childhood. And then at some point in time, whenever childhood ends, the filter sets in and it rejects anything that is not a physical aspect of the imagination. Ube MS. Page 18. He says, Okay, so we'll say, skip to Ozayin now for just a moment. Let's, let's move on a little bit. Continuing this same thing. Aval, look what the Piazzetta says. So we'll say, so this is You know, in general, when learning Chasidus, or just in general, when learning about the Ruchnius, there's Yitzhahara, right? There's Yitzhahara in everything. The Nefesh HaChaim writes, there's Yitzhahara in learning, is that sometimes lambdas, right? sometimes getting too enmeshed, too enmeshed, right, in the intellectual underpinnings of something. It can also be Yitzhahara. So there's also Yitzhahara when it comes to working on your spirituality. What's the Yitzhahara? What's the Yitzhahara? That I don't want to take a step, I want to take five. I want to take five. And that's not good. 
says the Piyajats. Now that's not good, right? Spirituality has to be done in incremental steps, right? That's why again, pointed out, he said something amazing. The Rebbe said that, why is it that when Yaakov Aminu has his dream, he dreams about a sulam, right? He dreams about a ladder. Up and down. Why a ladder? And the Lubav Shabbat says a Pashib Shat. He says, because that dream was about spiritual accomplishment. Spiritual accomplishment is a ladder. Is a ladder. You see, stairs, sometimes you could take more than one step at a time. But a ladder, right, no one takes more than one, one rung at a time, right? Because it's dangerous. You could fall. You could fall. Says that about the whole yisod of spirituality is one step at a time. So the Piyajetzna says, Let's not focus on becoming people who have this clarity of thought, this machshava tova, right? So remember, the ability to use my imagination to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a son, not as an Eved. Let's not think about doing that frequently. Rather, so again, the idea says the Piyajats, no? let's focus on reaching this level once. Let's focus, because almost like anything else in life, once you prove that you could do it once, then what? Then what? That shows that you can do it. All you need to do is do it once, accomplish something once, and then that shows you that you have the ability to accomplish this particular task and hopefully gives you the koach to continue to do so in the future. Good. So I'll say, so I want to skip to this last piece. We'll, I'm going to start this and we'll stop with this for next week. But look what he writes. Kivar hisnatzel avreich lefanei va'amar. Piyajetzin tells a story. Remember, we'll say, I want to point out, if you remember back to our first shir, who did the Piyajetzin write this sefer for? Who did write this sefer for? This was for a group of his students. Bless you. A group of his tamidim. I'm sorry? They were in the ghetto, right? They, they, this was before the ghetto. Before the ghetto. This was before, that was Ish Kodesh in the ghetto. Right? Ish Kodesh in the ghetto. So this, it will say, this was when the Piyajetna was a young man. Well, he, he died young man. He was a young man. And he had tamidim, he had a yeshiva. And his tamidim asked him for a guide for how to grow in their ruchnias. They wanted to become... This is, so this, this was not written as a sefer to be published for the masses. Right? This was a pamphlet that was to be given to a specific group of Talmidim. That was his goal. So the Piyajetza tells a story. I had a particular Avreich, a young man who came to me and said, listen to this. This Avrech said like this. He said, Rebbe, for me, what would be so helpful is if when I dive in Shemona Esrei, if I could have a physical image of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in my mind. He, he didn't mean like a physical image like in the shul, but he meant in my mind. If I could conjure up an image of Hashem, right? Hashem looks like this in my mind. How incredibly helpful, because then the Avreich was saying, I could connect to something. I could connect to something. Or maybe, I could even just imagine Hashem's throne. The Kisya covered. 
And even just having that image of the Kisi covered in front of me would help me so much in my tefillah. <laughs> And this goes out to Rabbi Yaakov's point. Abbas says only one problem. You're not allowed to imagine that Kaddish Baruch Hu has a physical form. Right? Because one of the Yud Gimel Ikrem, one of the Rambam's 13 principles of faith, is that Kaddish Baruch Hu ain't lo guf, ain't lo shum dimyon guf. Right? Kaddish Baruch Hu has no physical form. So therefore, you're not allowed to imagine that Kaddish Baruch Hu as a physical being, much in the same way that one is not supposed to imagine the Kisya covered in a physical fashion either. So this Avrechles the Piyajetzna, I don't know what to do. Essentially, you know what he's saying is, I don't, I, I understand I'm supposed to use my, my koach of imagination for spirituality, but I have no idea what I'm supposed to imagine. And I both say, this, this, is, this is a guy speaking to the Piagets. No, I'm ready. I'm willing to commit. I have no idea what I'm willing to imagine, what I'm supposed to imagine. Well, the Yontif, I ran into a book by, uh, by somebody you probably know, maybe he went to Yeshiva, Rabbi Weaver, the blank. That we cannot know the essence of God, but we can know God's manifestation. And maybe because... I'm maybe the oldest person in the room. Uh, when I feel spiritual, it's when I see a puzzle that explains the world to me. Then I know that this is the word of God. And it reinforces uh, what I, my amuna, that in the end, what we have is the Torah, the Word of God. That has to be the basis, the belief in that. And when something happens in the real world that I can relate to a pusik that I didn't understand before or I had difficulty before, that's when I really feel something. Incredible. Uh, um, the other thing is, maybe because maybe I went to the wrong yeshivas, they wanted us to have lots of filters. <laughs> they wanted us to have lots of filters, right? <laughs> right? They gave me no, fil- filters. Filters, filters. Again, I want to point out that Piagetzna is not is not railing against filters. It's like anything in life. Yeah, you just have to have the right one, right? It's about the right one and setting up the right one. And look, obviously, I don't know. You know, this is he's also obviously coming from the perspective of uh, of a Talmud of the Baal Shanta. I mean, not a director, many many generations down, but also coming at the at the from the perspective of this from the Torah Sachasidos, but. And I think the idea of, of, of feeling connection to Hashem from a Pasuk and from the Torah is absolutely beautiful. I think what the Piazetzna is, is focusing on over here is, I wouldn't even call it a closeness. I think what he's, which, which you're, I, I think, what you're describing is beautiful. I think what he's describing over here is like an awareness. A feeling of, a feeling of direct 
connection. So people could definitely have that through Torah. It's interesting over here that Piagetzna seems to feel that that happens more through the prism of tefillah or through the mechanism of tefillah than Torah. But enochinami can happen for different people in different ways. So this Avreich says to the Piagetzna, if I could imagine, so I will say, and it's interesting, because of course he's, what is he essentially saying? If I could imagine something physical, I feel like I'd be able to connect with Hashem. It makes perfect sense. Why? Why? Because how is the imagination used to working? In physical things. So we'll say, I'll end with it. It doesn't work that way. I could reach also. So the Piazetna says as follows. We'll listen to this. He says, Umi odea in lo haisa zos gam yisod v'sibas chet ha'erev rav. So we'll say, says the Piazetna, it's possible, it's possible that at the end of the day, this was probably at the root of the chet ha'egel. See, I'll say, what did the Erev rav want when they built the golden calf? What did they want? Remember, what did they say? They said, Ela Elokecha, Ela Elohecha Yisrael. Right? This is your God. This is your God. Says the Piazetna. Maybe all they were looking for is the same thing this Avreich was looking for, which is some way to connect to Hashem. But they did not know how to use their Koach Shava for anything other than physicality. So they yearned for connection. And the only way they knew of connection was through something physical. Ra came here, Chikul Aleches Ulavakish Lotzir Machshava Bilvad, page 19, Rak Gam Demus Poel. Okay, so they made a couple of other mistakes in that they didn't just want to imagine something physical, they wanted to create something physical. They also copied the deities of Egypt. But I will say it's a profound way of looking at Chita Egel. They here were people. What did they want? What did they want? They wanted to connect with HaKadosh Baruch And I will say, by the way, in their defense, they had a physical connection. What was their physical connection to Hashem? Moshe Rabbeinu. But now they think Moshe Rabbeinu is dead. Right? They've only known a Yiddishkeit with a physical connection to Hashem, which was Moshe. And Moshe Rabbeinu was. He was. So Lamaisa now, there's no physical connection. They panic. Says the Piazetzna, it's not a run into the arms of idolatry. But rather, again, it's a use of the imagination, the only way they knew how the filter they knew how, which was through physicality. So we'll say, we're going to stop over here for tonight. We're going to stop over here for tonight. We're going to pick up again. So we, have, we haven't really answered our question yet. We've just amplified and magnified the issue. But I will say, but how incredible is this? I find the most amazing part of the Sefer is that I feel every share that the Piagetzna gives us, it like creates a new level of self-awareness. So I walk away tonight knowing I see everything through a filter. I see nothing for what it is. I see everything. I hear everything. I have every interaction. I experience everything in life through the filter of my life. And there are different filters. There are different filters. The tragedy is, or not tragedy, it's just the reality is, we begin life with no filter, which allows for dramatic and sweeping imagination. And then as we get older, the filter becomes more narrow and constricted, and we imagine less and less to the point. And we'll say that's what? We even have difficulty imagining our father. We even have difficulty imagining HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So how, yes? Isn't one of our primary goals then to develop spirituality through the physical? I mean, if you have trouble reality, realizing spirituality, the way to, the, one of the ways that we can do it certainly is to see it in the physical. You can, but you're giving, but you're giving, but you're giving, no, we just haven't gotten there yet. In other words, you're giving up, you're giving up on the stated goal, right? The answer is yes. But imagine if we could pave out, if we, if we could pave a way that allows for the imagination without physicality. 
Imagine that. Imagine, imagine what that could be like. And that's, that's what we're driving towards. You're 100% right. The entire job of a yid is Kiddush HaChomer. Is to take the physical and to uplift it and to make it into something holy. But the Piaget is describing something different and unique over here. It's talking about the ability to connect with Hashem apart from the physical. Yes, of course, a thousand percent you're correct. But is there a higher avoda that we could potentially reach? That's what we're focused on. Chava, just before we'll stop over tonight, I just want to share with you today, now already, it's late, but today was the yard site of Levi Yitzhak Abedichev, Zichus Soyagin Aleinu, Levi Yitzhak Ben Sara Sasha. So, I believe Yitzchak, I believe Yitzchak was, Kal Yisrael is blessed with many tzaddikim, but the truth is probably almost none like Levi Yitzchak. Levi Yitzchak was legendary in his Avas Yisrael and his love for every Jew. And I must say, literally, he was able to see the good and able to see the beauty in everyone and everything. So I'll just tell you an incredible vart that the Rebbe has, and then we'll dive in Marif. So the Rebbe says like this, the Gemara says, Dor HaMidbar, Eilem Chilek Liolam Habo. The generation of the desert has no portion in the world to come. So I'll say, Pasha Pshat, right? If you're a good misnagid, right? So why, what, what's the Pshat? Again, the generation of the desert did terrible stuff. They built the golden calf, sin of the spies. They abdicated their portion of the world to come. Nothing. The lady says, says, that's not what it means. It's not what it means. What it means is like this. I will say, what's Olam Haba? What's Olam Haba? Like the Rambam writes, Sadiqim Yoshvim Vatarosem Barashem Venenem Vizivashrina. Sadiqim sit with their crowns of accomplishment on their head and they just derive benefit from the Shrina. Olam Haba is just close communion and connection with Hashem. Says the Rebbe, most times in life you have to wait till you die after 120 to reach that level of connection. The Levi Yitzchak says, the Darha Midbar, they experienced that level of connection in this world. They saw Hashem split the sea. They heard Hashem give them the first two commandments. They received their food from the Rebbe Shalom each and every day. Kedush Baruch Hu's cloud watched over them by day, the fire by night. They experienced that closeness in this world. Says the Rebbe, that's the Pshat in the Gemara. Dor Hamidbar Ein Lehem Chil Haba means the generation of the desert did not have to die in order to experience their Olam Haba Rather, they experienced their Olam Haba in Olam Haza. I will say, the Vart is incredible. You know what's even better? To have so much Avas Yisrael that the Rebbe could not believe that there's such a thing as a Jew who doesn't have a Chilik in Olam Haba. He, he couldn't believe it. So he saw this Gemara, and whereas the rest of us are just content to read it, they don't have a portion of the world to come. That's just the way that it is. Some have, some don't. The Rebbe had such love for every single Jew that he could not imagine a Yid without <coughs> a Chilik and Olam Haba. And if I can't imagine it, it must mean that the Gemara has to mean something different. The Rebbe saying the Schus of the Yardside of the Tzadik. I was tempted to, to learn Kedushas Levi tonight, but I know we, we have this Limud. And we're, what? We're falling behind already in this. Stay focused. Stay focused. Cracking the whip over here. <laughs> right. Thank you for the chizik over here. All right, good. Good. So, 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 no, we have a lot to do. So I did, but, but I think at least, at least to tap in a little bit into the Kedusha the Tzadik, we should be Zohar. I will say all of us, all of us, Amir Tzashem, to be able to reach this same level of Avas Yisrael, to be able to see the good in every Jew, the beauty in every Jew, and ultimately, again, never be able to see anything negative in our fellow Jew, like Rabbi Levi Yitzchak. And that's Chos, in the Shem of Levi Yitzchak, Ben Sarah, Sasha, Amir Tzashem, Shavach over Klal Yisrael, be Amir Yitzchak, all of Klal Yisrael, Halavai, we should be Zohar to be reunited with the Tzadik. With Triasa Mason, with Mashiach, Mira Biamenu. Amen. 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 Amen
Oh, 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 oh,